welcome. Today it's all about feedback you're going to receive and be giving feedback. And this is not about the sandwich method or the hamburger, all that you know, and even the basis of personalities. I really want to underline two major elements. We might sometimes forget when we are in a hamster wheel or we're dealing with a lot of emergencies or even people who are different from us. And this happens all the time because it's always easy to handle a discussion, even a tougher one, when someone has the same leadership style, the same work method. Yet it's a totally different challenge if there are different point of views and different ways of approaching the same work and the same target. So let's dive into this right now. So again, this is not about the usual hamburger method, about starting with a compliment, then adding the tough part in the middle and ending with another, let's say, strong suit. Because what usually happens is everyone knows about it and everyone is waiting for the middle part. So the compliment or what you're going to highlight might be undervalued because the person in front of you might just be waiting for the middle part, the meat part of the hamburger, let's call it this way. So what can you do about it and how can you both receive and also improve on the way you give feedback? So to truly connect with the person and mainly when the feedback involves areas of improvements or steps towards a promotion, it's essential that you employ empathy and you will say you already know that. I agree. There are two ways to build empathy. And we often think about the first one, which is the effective empathy, where we will connect with the person. So we will start with that one and then we'll dive into the cognitive empathy because both empathies are actually crucial to give the right feedback and also to get your point through and to understand when you are receiving feedback. So let's start with effective empathy. And as this comes to mind first, effective empathy and actually empathy is where you stand when you understand the other person's feeling and you can relate to her. So do you know how relevant it is for feedback? You'll probably say, of course, I know, yet I'm not the mother of this person. I agree. Now, the important point, especially now, there are more challenging times, some tougher decisions to be made. If the person in front of you has too much stress, your feedback could be rejected and therefore actually useless at the end of the day. So before you start, assess if the person is not under too much stress, which could cause a derailer and the personality being under too much pressure to have that factual discussion. So a partner could lose the job, this person is about to lose their job, or someone close to them might be sick. Again, you will say you're not the mother, I understand. Yet just getting um, an understanding of what the person is, or is living through will help you gauge is this the right time and how can you best convey the message so that you get the result you want. Because if there is a significant stressor, the person will be by default on the defensive. That's just how we are all built. And the person might take it as a personal attack, which means you will not have the discussion you want. So make sure that you can establish the connection and move from emotions to facts. 
And sometimes it's a bit longer than you think. Sometimes this can be done very fast. Yet again, if you are about the result, to make sure you have that solid foundation. And again, this is not about tiptoeing. Some people were saying, I don't want to tiptoe. This is not about tiptoeing. Or it's not about thinking the other person should um, be different or tougher at work. This is really to bring the barriers of defense down so that you have time to have a discussion to align the way you want to share the feedback and also make sure to understand what's their preferred communication style. Some people want a more homey atmosphere and a bigger discussion and someone else might just say let's cut to the chase okay what should i do different and you can give it to me in bullet uh, point form so again just understand what works better because you will get your message received and what you want to share and what is important to you will be actually taken into consideration and if the person is more mellow as a reminder even if you're not then maybe check in and make sure that you create that setting, something smoother that might work better for the person to get through. And someone said, but Laurence, why should I be the one who make and build this bridge? Because if you want to communicate effectively, it's always on you. You'll need to start that. So now let's dive into the second empathy style, which is the cognitive empathy. So cognitive empathy is when you can put yourself in the other person's point of view, in the other person's view of the opinions, of their way of working and leadership style. And it's straightforward to get along with colleagues who think like you always and who work like you at the same pace and who have the same leadership style. Of course, the challenge comes when these colleagues or bosses or stakeholders have different views, different maybe perspectives and ways of approaching the target, the goal, or even how they view embarking the team along. You might be for it or against it. Just remember that the, if you pause and create that trust, you will be able to go further than if you just clash. So try that out and let me know. Now, the third point, how can you set up the proper mindset to master both empathy styles? Because it's easy when things are at a slow pace, when everything works well at the office, and when there are no big stakes involved. Yet as soon as you have a certain level of pressure, you will be challenged either in the effective or in the cognitive empathy, because you will need basically to go above your own emotions to make sure that you keep that mindset. And what can you do? Well, actually, it's easier than you think. The first part, remember that understanding the different perspectives does not mean or require that you embrace them. It just means you take a step back and listen without having the answer ready or without trying to convince the other person. And that take back, this is where I mean there is a quick tip, a quick which requires daily practice, yet it is quick and simpler than you think. And you can all do it whether you're traveling or you're at home. It's actually create that space of 20 minutes at least, but let's start with 20, 
before you go to bed. So you disconnect from your phone, you disconnect from your computer, you disconnect from the last email you want to send, even if you put it on a paper, uh, on a post-it, just disconnect. What does it bring? It brings you to have the ability to take a step back. And when you are able to step, take this step back and just relax your mind, you actually increase your critical thinking. So this is why I often will mention take a step back. It's not to encourage you to be slackers. Someone said, are you encouraging me to be a slacker? No, I'm not. Yet, when you take a step back, you increase two things, actually. Your critical thinking, so you'll make better decisions, and your intuition, which will also help you to make better decisions, especially when you need to make a lot of decisions fast. So as a reminder and summary for today's episode, there are two types of empathy. The first one is effective empathy. You can put yourself in the other person's shoes. And the second type is cognitive empathy. You are able to understand the other person's point of view. And again, it's not about agreeing. It's about understanding. And once you create that mental space you need, you will get the strength, you will get the critical thinking, and you're going to increase your intuition in a way which will serve you every day, both at work and in your life. So this will serve you in any circumstance. And it is really just about taking a minimum of 20 minutes. And if you can take 30, if you can take 60 minutes before bed, fantastic. The point is that as soon as you actively disconnect, your brain is able to function in a way better manner than if you keep up in this hamster wheel. So thank you for listening. Thank you as well for all the questions you send me. I encourage you to continue because you do inspire me with your questions, with your challenges, with any clarifications you need. This really inspires me and helps me to continue to serve you. So in the show notes, there will also be my email. And again, all your questions remain confidential. So just send what you felt, what you sense, what you need, and I will continue to build those episodes. Thank you for listening, and that's it for now.